You're listening to Radio Looks Lucid. I'm your host, Steve Matthews. Thanks for joining me for episode 60. The title of this episode is Rome and the World Day for Migrants and Refugees. Well, before we get into all that, I just wanted to uh, say once again, welcome to everybody. Thanks for coming here and joining me on this uh, this day. Well, I guess it's actually very early on a Sunday. It's uh, September 26, 2021. And uh, of course, now we're uh, we're just about a uh, a week uh, into uh, fall, at least officially. I guess what do they call that? The the autumnal equinox was back on the twenty sixth or the twenty first, excuse me. So five days ago, so we're a little bit in the fall. And you know, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of a summer person, and I always hate to see summer go. But um, you know, fall does have have some nice things about it. Uh, one of the things about fall is, of course. It's some of the nicest weather in uh, in Cincinnati, where I am here in Southwest Ohio. You know, it's uh, you lose some of the humidity that you have over the summer, but you still have some really nice weather. I mean, to you know, we got uh, highs in the mid seventies today. Sunny. I mean, that's it's typically pretty sunny in the fall. Things tend to dry out. We get a lot of sunny weather in the fall. And and some very pleasant days. Um, you know, not uh, you know, it's summer like, but it's not quite so oppressive. You know, like back in in uh, July and August, where you can have these uh, really humid days, and uh, you know, it can seem seem very oppressive. Yeah, you, know, you can get out and do stuff. I went out and went bike riding today. I, I did 24 miles here. Um, that's a pretty good, a pretty good ride, I think. And and uh, you know, I really didn't sweat all that much. And I went out and I worked in the yard, and it was the same thing. You know, I I, I spent uh, a lot of time outside today, and I, I was perfectly comfortable the whole time. So. Yeah, that was uh, that was really nice. It's always nice to get out on a, on a beautiful Saturday. It's uh, it's a real blessing to be able to do that. And, you know, get out from in front of the TV screen and all those kinds of things, and get out and do some work uh, in the uh, in the world, uh, in the real world. Well, I guess this is the real world too. But you know, I spend so much time in front of the computer, whether it's doing things like writing or podcasting or um, just my job. I mean, I. I spend all day in front of a computer doing my job. So it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to get out and uh, it's, it's always uh, uh, enjoyable to be able to do that on a, on a Saturday. Uh, of course, one thing I don't like about fall is of course the days get shorter and it seems like it's getting to be dark pretty early here. Now I think the sun sets about seven 30. So yeah, I'm not so wild about that. And I guess the other thing about fall is of course, I know what's on the other side of fall. I know where we're heading. And of course that's to winter. And I just, I don't like, I, just, I never have um probably never will i've gone through it my whole life still don't like it but you know oh well that's just the way it is well i wanted to talk this week you know this is another uh podcast i wanted to deal with with rome and, and the immigration issue because it's just you know I, th I think one of the things that is very often missed by people is just how big of a uh uh, how deeply involved uh, the Roman Catholic Church is in creating the immigration problems that, that we have here in, in the United States. And in fact, I'm going to see, I know I've, I've used this before. Okay, yeah, here it is. For instance, here's a, uh, a headline. I'm going to do a little screen share here, see if we can get this to work the way we want to. And uh, that's not what I really wanted to do. Let's try that again. Let's do the window. There we go. There we go. Yeah, now this is a headline, and this is from a, a Newsmax article. 
um, from back in 2018. It's got a headline here. It says Bannon. It's talking about Steve Bannon. You can see a picture here, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon was one of, I think he was Donald Trump's chief political strategist for, um, I don't know, the first, well, most of the first year of, of the Trump administration. And uh, Steve Bannon, he, Steve Bannon's a Roman Catholic, but he's he's a Roman Catholic. I, I think he's he's enough of an American patriot, and I think he's honest enough to come out and and talk about the role of the Roman Catholic Church in in promoting mass immigration. In fact, here's the, here's the quote here. Um, I'll just read this to you. It says, "The Pope, more than anybody else, has driven the migrant crisis in Europe," declared Bannon, who is Catholic. The Catholic Church. I've gone after New York Archbishop Cardinal Timothy Dolan. The Catholic Church is one of the worst instigators of this open borders policy. And he's absolutely right. And in fact, I might even say that, that the, the Catholic Church is, is the worst instigator of, of uh, open borders, mass migration, mass uh, welfareism. And, and of course, the reason Rome does that, the, the principal reason that Rome is doing this is because Rome hates independent or sovereign nation states. I, I don't really like to use the term sovereign because, of course, sovereign really properly belongs to God. But we use that term, and, and it's kind of hard not to use it when we're talking about the um, uh, the system of nation states that exist. Sometimes it's called Westphalian sovereignty. And as you might guess from the, the title of the term, or the term Westphalian sovereignty, it has to do with the creation of the of the nation state system that resulted from the Treaty of Westphalia, which settled the Thirty Years' War in uh, in 1648. And of course, the Thirty Years' War, and this is something that Protestants really need to understand this, but this is simply not taught uh, very often. But the Thirty Years' War was a, a war of uh, b between the Protestant states of Europe and the and the Roman Catholic Church, and the Protestants won. The good guys won that battle. Uh, because they didn't want to be ruled by Rome any longer. You know, the, these Protestant nations, these nations that had been um, heavily influenced by the Protestant Reformation over the prior you know, hundred plus years, didn't want to be part. They didn't want to be ruled. They didn't want to be governed by the Pope, and they uh, they won that fight. They they won that fight against the Pope, and what it did is it created the modern world. You know, we have this system of of nation states, and in the term. The, the term that's used for that is, is Westphalian sovereignty or the Westphalian world order. Uh, we talk about the Westphalian world order. You know, you've, you've probably heard people talk about the new world order. Uh, but there's a thing, the, the organization of, of nations in this world that's called the Westphalian world order. And it just has to, in, in, it has to do with, with how each nation is, is, is considered. The, you know, every nation regardless of how small, how, how, how large, how rich, how poor, every nation has a right to basically govern its own affairs within its own borders. That, that's what Westphalian sovereignty is all about, without being interfered from the outside. In other words, the U.S. has a right to run, run you know, America has a right to run American affairs uh, within our country. You know, in, in Canada or Mexico or other countries don't have a right to interfere with that. And likewise, Mexico and Canada, they have a right to run their own affairs. Um, without the U.S. interfering in, uh, in in their internal affairs, that's that's not the job. Now, of course, that 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 interference of one country, no, that's that does go on. I mean, it shouldn't go on, but 
that's the the idea behind Westphalian sovereignty, behind the uh, behind Westphalian the Westphalian world order. And of course, the Pope has always hated that because when when the the Roman Catholic Church lost the Thirty Years' War, they lost the ability to control nations, at least directly. And you know, for the the ensuing, I guess you know we're, we're over three hundred years. We're going on close to four hundred years since the settlement, uh, since the uh, the peace of Westphalia. The Roman Catholic Church is constantly trying to find ways to overthrow the Westphalian world order and reinstitute a, a globalism. You know, and of course, what the Roman Catholic Church wants to do is is they want to scale up and do globally what they did in uh, in Western Europe uh, during the Middle Ages. You know, it's kind of scalable tyranny. They want this thing to, uh, they, they want to take this thing truly global. Uh, that is the the stated goal, the express goal, the very clear goal of, uh, of the Roman Catholic Church state. And that is really the reason behind all their, their push for migration. That's, that's what, that's, that is a tool in the toolbox of the, the papal antichrist for breaking down sovereign nations and, and making them ungovernable and, and eventually folded them into to a world uh, a worldwide system. Uh, that's the idea. That's what's going on here. And I think it's important that Christians understand that. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Pope and and the, the World Day of Mig for Migrants and Refugees. One thing I wanted to talk about maybe a little bit before we get get too far into that, maybe stop the stop the screen share here, is the uh, immigration moral panic of the week, which, of course, this this past week it had to do with the Border Patrol supposedly whipping uh, Haitian uh, Haitian migrants. Uh, and, and that was all a lot of nonsense. And in, in but you I really have to think that the whole purpose behind that that story was really an attempt to shift the narrative. Because, of course, the Biden people have been getting extremely bad press and deservedly so for the mess that they created on the southern border. Um, the uh, some of the migrants actually call the the uh, the policy of the Biden administration. They call it la invitacion, la invitacion. Now you don't have that's Spanish, and of course you don't have to know a lot of Spanish to be able to figure out what that means. La invitacion is simply just means the invitation. And they're saying that Joe Biden invited them to come up and basically storm the southern border. And he did. I mean, that is absolutely what he did. There's no question about it. And so came they did. Um, you know, get into America and get free stuff at taxpayer expense. And this is a uh, this is a huge problem. And it's been very embarrassing in some ways to the the uh, the Biden administration. In fact, um, you know, there are so many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these migrants that are crossing over and setting up these camps um, in various places along the southern border that, um, you know, the Biden administration, the Biden, I should really call it the Biden regime, because that's what it is. It's not a legitimate, uh, not a legitimate government, in my opinion. Um, but they've actually banned the news organization from flying drones over and taking pictures of all these, these huge migrant camps that have occurred because of the policies that they instituted. So, I mean, they create this gigantic mess, but they don't want you to know about it as an American. You're not supposed to know about these things. You're not supposed to see that stuff. And they're going to make sure that you don't see that stuff. Um, but uh, it, it gets out anyway. But the, the thing is, of course, and, and this is what's what's disturbing, is that for a lot of people, if if 
pictures, if things aren't showing up in the mainstream press, if they don't see them in the New York Times or CNN or the Washington Post or ABC, NBC, CBS or something like that, or NPR, it, th those things don't exist. They don't exist for them. So, I mean, you can can limit the, if you can limit the reach of, of those kinds of stories to alternative outlets. Most people don't see them. Uh, and, and it allows people and, and it allows them to divert attention away from this gigantic treasonous mess that the Biden administration has created and instead focus on this 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 false fake news about the, the Border Patrol supposedly whipping people. And here's another. Uh, do another uh, screen share here. Here's an article, and this is kind of typical of the things you're seeing. This is from the BBC. But the, the headline is Biden. People will pay uh, for horseback charge on migrants at border. And here's here's what Biden has to say here. In his first public remarks in a situation in Del Rio, Texas, where thousands of mostly Haitian migrants massed this week, Mr. Biden added, quote, I promise you those people, he's talking about the Border Patrol, those people will pay. They will be investigated. There will be consequences, end quote. Now, you know, of course, it you know, there aren't going to be consequences to the people that are violating immigration law. There can be consequences of people trying to enforce American immigration law. You know, I mean, this is just calling good evil and evil good. And of course, that's something that that the Bible condemns, that the Word of God condemns. But of course, you know, we have a uh, a very man of a very perverse mindset in the White House. And one of the things that's interesting, I'm going to try to click around here. I thought I saved this article. Um, yeah, maybe I didn't save it. I'll stop the screen share here for a moment. Um, but there was an article out. Where the uh, the fellow the, the, there's actually a picture maybe you saw it has kind of become a bit of an iconic picture I guess if you can have a picture become iconic in the course of a a week or so but um, there was a fellow who who took the, this picture oh yeah here it is yeah the, the photographer let me do a screen share for this yeah the uh, the photographer who took this picture. And let's get that up here. There we go. Yeah, so this is from the Washington Times. It says, photographer says Border Patrol agents didn't whip the Haitian migrants. And the uh, the fellow, his name is, oh, golly. Um, no, I have that here somewhere. Oh, this is what he says. This is what the photographer said. He says he, he's talking about the Border Patrol. He says he was swinging it, I guess, his his, his reins, but he didn't see him actually whip someone with it, the, the photographer told the station. That's something that could be misconstrued when you're looking at it. And he's talking about the picture there. So, yeah, the the fellow that took this picture, he, he even denies the fact that the Border Patrol was whipping uh, these, these Haitian migrants. But of course, you're not supposed to know that either. I mean, that, that's not the sort of thing that's going to get a whole lot of publicity out there. Uh, but you've got this this uh, this president, um, this 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 evil president that we have, who's out there denouncing the men who are, are trying to quite properly enforce federal law and defend the United States of America. But of course, Joe Biden hates the United States of America because he's an agent of Rome. That is what he is. He is a son of Rome. He's a son of Antichrist. He's even got a picture of he and uh, Pope Francis uh, in the Oval Office. It's right behind the uh, the Resolute desk. 
I guess it's still there. I know it was there earlier in his administration. I assume he wouldn't remove something like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a real problem. Uh, Joe Biden is, and of course those people who, uh, who, uh, support him and defend him. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about here, and this was kind of the, the driver for the, uh, the program here today was, uh, was the the World Day of Migrants, and and I actually got to to talking to to thinking about this by an article that I came across. I wasn't even really looking for it this morning. Um, it actually came across in my uh, my Google Alerts feed. Now, if you don't know about Google Alerts, and if you like, say, following particular stories, uh, particular ideas or themes, uh, this is a really good good thing. You can actually go to to Google.com and you can set alerts if you have Gmail. Um, for for Google to search the web and and send you alerts on a particular topic, and one of the alerts that I have set is uh, is a Roman Catholic Church and immigration, and I have some variants on that. But every day I've got it set up so that it'll send me a digest of it, just a, a, an email with links um, with those search terms in it from all over the web, and and you can find a lot of stories on 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 uh, maybe subjects you're interested in, even if they're not necessarily um, maybe sources that you go to all the time. So if, if you do like doing some research online to, to find out, uh, you know, the things that are going on in the world, you know, things like immigration, for example, that's a good thing to do. And I recommend that you, you, you do that. It's a great way to, to do some research and to, to kind of cut down the amount of time you have to do clicking around on different websites. Well, anyway, my Google alerts had sent me this, uh, this particular story this morning. This was from the Washington Times. And the headline here says, Catholic groups say Biden border policy violates church's teaching. Well, good grief. Now, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about here this evening um, about how, you know, the, the Biden administration issued uh, what the, the migrants themselves are calling the invitation or la invitacion in Spanish. And of course, you may have seen some of these pictures of stuff going on at the border and and just how you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. I mean, some of those those uh, images that were uh, shown over the past week of all the, these Haitians coming across the Rio Grande was just stunning. And, and in fact, here's a here's the story. I'll do another screen share here. Here's the story. You can see the headline: Catholic groups say Biden border policy violates church's teaching. And the subheadline there is: a Coalition says pandemic border expulsions are too cruel. And it's got this photo here, and it shows. All these Haitians going across, I guess it's some kind of, a, uh, it's, it's submerged, but it looks like it's, you know, some kind of a dam or, or something uh, just under the, uh, the surface of the water. And they're just literally just walking right across, right across the, um, the Rio Grande and, and on into the United States. And, you know, there are some photographs that shows people going to the United States and others going back to Mexico. And it's just a great big old um, back and forth fest. Uh, they're just wading through the river. And uh, anyway, this uh, this particular, I'll, I'll read this here to you. Um, the article starts off by saying, quote, a coalition of 164 Catholic groups. Did you know there's 164 Catholic groups? I guess apparently there's at least that many. But a coalition of 164 Catholic groups sent a letter to President Biden on Thursday telling him his policies violate the tenets of his own faith and urged him to embrace Pope Francis' teachings. The groups blasted the pandemic border expulsion authority known as Title 42, which the government says gives it the power to immediately turn back illegal immigrants without giving them a chance to make claims for protection in the U.S. 
Now, of course, Title 42, what that is, it's, it's about not allowing people to come into the United States from countries that have, uh, I guess, a high incidence of, uh, of infectious diseases. So, I mean, you know, of course, what have we heard about here for the last, well, it's going on two years now. They're all going to die from COVID. We have to be locked down. We have to have our businesses shut down. We have to wear a mask. Now, of course, the Biden administration is trying to force a, a poison vaccine on all of us. And we have to do all of these things. Um, but, you know, the, the thought of keeping people out of the country who are, are COVID positive, well, that's just an outrage and that, that can't be allowed. Um, so you and I get cracked down upon as hard as possible by the government. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, migrants, I think, just walk in the country. It doesn't matter what kind of disease they're carrying. And, and of course, that's just one more example to tell you, first of all, how bogus the whole COVID thing is. It's obviously bogus. And number two, the fact that this government is hostile to the American people. Um, you know, they, they hate the American people. I mean, Joe Biden does. I mean, that, that's very obvious. Um, and that's, of course, another thing that you can get from the, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, that they're allowing this to go on on the border. And, of course, the Roman Catholic Church hates the American people. You know, the Roman Catholic Church wants to see the United States overthrown. The Roman Catholic Church has always hated the United States of America. It hates any independent nation, but I think perhaps maybe and especially the United States of America because it's been a large, successful, historically, if not currently, Protestant nation. And, of course, they want to get rid of that. So I thought what I'd do is I'd take a look. You know, it. It talks here in the article, a coalition of 164 Catholic groups sent a letter to President Biden on Thursday telling him his border policies violate the tenets of his own faith. So what does this particular letter say? Well, here's a, a copy of that letter. Maybe we can maybe we can blow that up a little bit here. See how that looks on on the screen share. I don't know. Um, it's dated September 23rd, which uh, I guess was on, uh, yeah, that was Thursday, just this past Thursday. And here's what the letter says. Ahead of the 107th World Day for Migrants and Refugees on September 26, 2021, we, the undersigned 164 Catholic organizations, reach out in shared faith, urge you to end the use of Title 42 immediately. Pope Francis offers us two paths for the future in his recent encyclical, Fratelli Tutti, writing, once this health crisis passes, God willing, we will... Think no longer in terms of them and those, but only us. Uh, the continuation of Trump era changed Title 42 and taking a is taking our country down the wrong path. Well, I, I completely disagree with all of that. And, and basically what this letter does, and I'm not going to get into it in, in a whole lot of detail, um, but basically they're just mad that the Biden administration apparently isn't destroying the United States of America fast enough for their taste. That's what it comes down to. And here at the bottom of the letter, you can see all the, the different uh, Roman Catholic organizations that signed this thing. And oh, look at that. We got some Jesuits here. The Ignatian Solidarity Network, the Jesuit Conference Office of Justice and Ecology, Jesuit Refugee Service USA. Um, so yeah, and, and, and on and on and on it goes. Um, oh, Blake breaks it out here by state too. I wonder if there's anybody here from Ohio. Let's see. I'm sure there is. Uh, Ohio nuns on the bus, community of St. Peter, and a community justice of peace center of Cincinnati, and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, there's, you know, there are a lot of uh, treasonous Roman Catholic organizations out there attempting to overthrow the United States of America with, uh, with mass taxpayer-subsidized uh, migration. And they're perfectly happy doing it. I think that's a, they think that's a great idea and a good thing. Now, 
the the occasion, of course, for this particular letter, as you may have noticed, you know, is the 107th World Day uh, for Migrants. So uh, what's the World Day for Migrants? Well, if you go over, and this is actually an official Vatican website. I'm just showing this here on the screen share again. Uh, it says here, and so this is in the, the church's own uh, statement here. It says, the church has been celebrating the World Day of Migrants and Refugees WDMR, it calls it, uh, since 1914. Um, and, and it uh, has a link here to the, uh, the the Pope's, I guess he's going to give this homily or message or whatever uh, on Sunday the 26th. And it's called Toward an Ever Wider We. And if you actually download this thing, basically what you do is you find that... Um, the Pope doesn't like, uh, you know, he, he denounces nationalism and he denounces individualism. He says, quote, are we both in the wider world within the churches crumbling and cracking due to a myopic, due to myopic and aggressive forms of nationalism and radical individualism? Well, I mean, bottom line is, of course, the Roman Catholic Church hates nationalism. As we talked about earlier, as I mentioned earlier, they hate, loathe and despise the idea of independent or sovereign nations, because those, those nations are not under the control of the Pope. He can't tell them what to do. He can't boss them around. And of course, the Pope thinks he has the right to boss everybody around everywhere in the world. You now, he's the, the little horn of Daniel speaking great things. You know, that's that's the, the office of Antichrist. You know, that that's what the Pope is. That's what he's doing. You know, and, and he's very, very, very upset uh, at anybody who tells him, you know, there's a limitation on this power. You know, that's, that's like tugging on Superman's cape or, or something along those lines. Um, let's see. Um, maybe I can find this here. If you want to get a sense of just how megalomaniacal um, the... Uh, hopes of Rome really are and how much they hate and I mean really hate, the, uh, the idea of independent nations. There is a, uh, let's see if I can find this here. And I probably should have had this up. But yeah, there's a uh, there, there's an article. It's, it's out, I've got it saved someplace. I'm not going to bother to try to look it up right now. But there's there's an article that I had saved someplace where the uh, the Pope just absolutely just goes off. His head just basically explodes. He has a meltdown. I guess if you want to use um, the, uh, the 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 current way we talk about this thing, the Pope actually just had a total meltdown when it came to the uh, the Treaty of Westphalia. And I mean, he didn't like it even a little bit. And, uh, well, maybe here's, maybe here it is. Let's see if we can get something here. Uh, that's not what we want. Let's try this. That's not what we want either. Let's try that again. Oh, well. Anyway, I don't have it handy. 
enough of that stuff. But yeah, anyway, the, I, I wish I had the quote here in, in, in front of me right now because the, the Pope just absolutely just has a meltdown at the idea of the Treaty of Westphalia, and he's not going to be able to boss everybody around. And, you know, so for the past almost 400 years, of course, the, the, you know, the Roman Catholic Church has been trying to reassert its control over the nations of the world. These guys don't give up. They really don't. Um, and, you know, of course, as as Protestants, as Christians, I mean, we have to be aware of that. And we we cannot be lulled into this false sense of security. Um, you know, supposing that. Uh, you know, that somehow, you know, the bad old days are behind us and we don't have to worry uh, about this stuff anymore. Um, but yeah, so the Pope, you know, he, he openly denounces individualism because, of course, he's a collectivist. You know, you know, he calls it radical individualism. You know, somehow it's really, really bad. Oh, no. Um, you know, so what's radical individualism? Well, I mean, I think what most people would just call individualism. Um, you know, the Pope attacks you know, one of the ways he attacks individualism is he attacks the the idea of private property. Um, there was a, uh, it, you know, he, the Pope in his his message, he's citing his encyclical last year, Fratelli Tutti, uh, Brothers All is the way that translates. And one of the ideas that he pushes in Fratelli, Fratelli Tutti, in fact, this is even admitted here by uh, another Roman Catholic, a, a fellow by the name of... Uh, uh, Robert Barron, uh, and this was issued, this was something that was uh, published in a, a publication called the Boston Pilot um, last last fall, November of 2020. And this uh, Bishop Robert Barron talks about the idea of the universal destination of goods in Fratelli Tutti. So Fratelli, Fratelli Tutti Again, brothers, all that was Pope Francis 2020 encyclical and the universal destination of goods. That is a super important concept. And you may have heard me talk about it. I'm sure I've talked about that in other podcasts and I've written about it some on my blog. But the idea of the universal destination of goods means you really don't own the stuff that you think you own. Um, in the Roman Catholic Church, need is the only moral criterion for ownership. So if you built something, if you bought something, if you uh, inherited something, none of those things give you a moral title to property. It's need only. So, for instance, if somebody from Haiti uh, needs a better uh, standard of living, well, they have a right to barge in the United States and take it. You know, they can throw themselves on the dole and and get bailed out by American taxpayers. And, and that not only does Rome not think that that's wrong, they think that that's positively uh, righteous. And they think that it's positively righteous for the government to take your stuff and give it to foreigners because they need it and supposedly you don't. Well, you know, need has nothing to do with it. That, that is not a basis for ownership. That is not biblical. Um, there is nothing in the Bible that, that defends uh, the universal destination of goods. That is a bogus uh, concept. It comes out of uh, of era, of uh um, through uh, Thomas Aquinas, I, mean, I think it traces back to that. And I think I, I'd have to double check on this, but I think that, that that's something that probably you know may even trace back to Aristotle, but I'd, I'd have to look at it, of course, because Thomas Aquinas was very much influenced by, by Aristotle. But it's this false idea of, uh, of ownership. It's an attack on private property. Um, John Robbins talked about this in his book, Ecclesiastical Megalomania, and he called private property the, uh, 
I don't recall his exact words, but he said something like it's, it is the most important institution in a civilized society. Well, um, you know, we've, you know, the Roman Catholic church, uh, it constantly is attacking private property. And of course, one of the re when, when, with Rome's attitude toward private property, you know, the fact that they do not have a biblical, they do not have a scriptural, they do not have a godly view of private property. This is one of the reasons why Roman Catholic-run church uh, uh, countries, you know, nations that are heavily influenced by the Roman Catholic Church, have so much poverty. Um, because they attack the very basis by which people are able to, uh, to lift themselves out of poverty. You know, they attack the institution of private property. And, you know, by doing so, they destroy the incentive for people to work. Um, you know, and, and this is a very evil thing. And it's, it's not something that was uh, just Pope Francis talks about. You can find this continually throughout uh, the uh, uh, Roman Catholic social teaching, which goes back all the way to 1891 or with uh, the, uh, the publication. There was a, a famous uh, encyclical published. Uh, it's called uh, Rerum Novarum, which means new things. And uh, that's sort of the, the really beginning of the formal development of Roman Catholic social teaching. And, and you can find this, uh, this attack on private property going all the way back to then, and of course, even before that. Um, but it, it's really been developed over the past, uh, well, I guess it's 130 years at this point. So, so you know, the, the, Pope's, um, the Pope's encyclical Fratelli Tutti, which is a big jumping off point for his uh, lectures to people on, uh, on, uh, for his position on, on immigration, it's all based on a fraudulent bogus idea of, of private property an attack on individualism an attack on the, the nation state. And, and, and these are all things that are unbiblical. They're ungodly. Uh, they tend toward tyranny. And of course, you know, the, the Roman Catholic Church is, uh, they, they love tyranny. I mean, that's, I mean, they, they want to reinstitute the, the Middle Ages and again, do that on a truly global scale. And I think that that's, uh, you know, if, if they get away with it, that's, that's what we're going to be looking at. So anyway, that's, that's really about all I had here for you this week. Sorry, I feel like I was rambling a little bit here, but, uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's all I wanted to, to talk about. I want to say thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate that. Uh, I wish you all a blessed Lord's Day, and until next time we speak, may the spirit of truth guide you in all truth as you read and study God's Word. Good night, everybody.